0: It's now canon that Tobey Maguire only shoots white, hot, sticky liquid out of his wrists. (laughs) This is Spoilers. This is
1: Spoilers. Ooh, there's a spoiler I've never heard before.
0: Hey, we had speculated if and where... The white hot sticky liquid comes out into the Spider Verse. What is this movie called? No Way Home. I'm thinking ahead to my list. Wait, no Way Home. Brave enough nobody, to answer that.
2: Nobody knew that. Um,
0: I don't think we knew it at the time. I mean, I, I Corey, you edited that episode. Let's just get into it right away. We're, we're gonna go top three Spider Mans. But do you remember? Did, was that a spoiler that you used on the to- on the uh, Sam Raby Spider Man movies back in the day?
1: Those were all PK episodes, and I'm pretty sure each spoiler had something to do with jizz. Yep. Yeah,
3: and there was a lot of uh, going on. Well, I remember uh,
2: Stan Lee had said that I believe he did an interview and said that he wished he would have thought of that. Yeah, How, like having it actually come out of his wrists.
0: I mean, it's, it seems very coming of age, right? He's learning to deal with girls, get a job, his was changing that body. Coming
2: with C U M M I N G or man.
3: <laughs> this this episode was was about to get you guys a lot of plays, and then everybody just turned it off.
2: Sorry, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen. Every everyone loves when spoilers does Spider Man because we get PK. But Cor- sorry, Corey, what we're doing tonight? Like I said, top three Spider Man movies or pieces of audiovisual media, so television, movies, YouTube videos. Uh, we'll even count the Spider Man meme <laughs> in there. But what are your three favorite Spider Man things?
1: Uh, three favorite Spider Man things. With the visual medium. This is kind of like a weirdly worded question because you know, you want it I just want to like exclude the but, comics. Yeah, you want to exclude the comics, but you also want to exclude, I think, Captain America Civil War, Infinity oh, yeah. War, that, that kind of stuff because we're going Spider Man yes. specific, Spider yes. Man oriented. This is Corey Kylo Ren memes recording out of Simi Valley, California. Just off the top of my head, I didn't really have time to prepare this list, I just kind of jotted it down right at the top. Um, number one is probably Into the Spider Verse. Very good movie, uh, amazing animation. It did a lot that um, now Marvel is piggybacking on, I think, in terms of uh, theatrically speaking. Of course, the multiverse has existed in comics, and it exists in the real world. Jake Um, Johnson, But that movie did it first, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a movie that came out recently. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's uh, (laughs) Tom Holland, young up-and-comer. That movie is number two for me, pretty good one. I'll tell you more about it later. Whoa. Uh, Number three, Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 90s probably because it is a show that really informed me about why Spider-Man is good and it got me interested in exploring Spider-Man in other ways. Uh, There are some really wonky things that happen in that as there are for any older cartoon or movie you go back to, you're like, oh, that's... It's kind of weird, or that voice acting doesn't quite work, or this animation doesn't quite work. But there's also a lot that does work. And uh, it was, again, very informative. But before I end off here, quick thing, runner-up is Spider-Man from The Electric Company. It was called Spidey. I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Electric Company. It's like an old show, kind of like a uh, Sesame Street back from the 70s. Had Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. in it when he was younger. They did like skits, I guess you could say, little pieces of something yes. called Spidey, which was Spider-Man. Um, he talked with like comic book speech bubbles, and everyone else talked normal. Um, it was really fucking bad and awful. Like he he fought villains like a guy <laughs> called uh, the Spoiler, a guy that will like show up and Whoa. spoil your. Oh wow, I just put that together. He'll come up and I'll spoil the your lunch. He was, he was a good guy. So, <laughs> he put a rubber glove in Spider Man's sandwich, for example. Like, that's the kind of villains you get in that Classic show. Classic spoiler, man.
2: Bill Cosby was on it, too. Did he talk Classic about spoiler? Man? spoiler. Yeah, gonna say.
1: I'm going to have to revisit that. Eat this glove. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a collector prank. <laughs> anyway, runner up, Spidey from the Electric Company. If you're listening to this, check it out on YouTube. It's hilariously bad. Spider Man. Where are you coming
2: from, Spider Man? Nobody
1: knows who you are. Okay, true believers, here he is, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Today's episode, Spidey meets the spoiler. And let's hope our favorite web slinger hasn't also met his match.
0: It's interesting you mentioned the show, because I had a similar experience with the Batman animated show, where that was my first entry point into batman and they, they're they able to cover like all of like the villains and all of the side characters too so it's like you kind of get like a background of the comics by just watching those animated shows i'll go next pappy kalamazoo michigan like the primus song for some drama i'll go three to one number three spider-man homecoming I love that movie. I know a lot of people saw the Vulture, Michael Kane twist coming. <laughs> or not Michael Caine, Caine, Michael Keaton twist coming. I did not see it coming. It. I, I love that movie. I love that incarnation of Spider-Man. And I think Zendaya is the best. MJ, number two, Spider-Man 2. Classic. We did a podcast on that. Check it out. And number one, Into the Spider-Verse. Best Spider-Man movie. Transcends animation a lot of ways. This is the best animated movie in a long, long time. It just happens to be Spider-Man. So... I'll say that, and you can sit down and watch that movie with no context of Spider-Man or Miles Morales and still be into it, I think, which is pretty cool.
2: Uh, Brett, why don't you go next? All right. I, I just made a last-minute change. I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to pick one from each of the three trilogies. There's three trilogies? So Well, three uh, series, I guess. Now there's only two trilogies. Two point... Whatever. Um... So coming in at number three, uh, I, I like this a lot more than most people. I'm going to go with The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I liked, I said it on the last pod that we did on Spider-Man 3. I think somebody asked, who's your like the best or favorite Spider-Man of the three? And I said, the movies aren't as good, but like Don't Sleep on Andrew Garfield it was really good. I think most people agree with me. Uh, number two, um, I will admit I think Spider-Man 2 is better than the first one. But I've always found Spider-Man less boring. I mean, like I, I like it uh, more action. I always thought Two was really good, but it was uh, like, like a little more boring. But it's really good. And number one, it's I mean, God, it's not even close. Like a chasm, the size of the Grand Canyon in between it, and that's uh, this movie. I don't know if you've heard of it, Spider-Man: No Way Home. That's number one. Your favorite Spider-Man thing ever? Oh, but is not even close. Home. It's not even close. I really, really like Into the Spider Verse and Spider Man Two. I mean, I like Spider Man, uh, which is funny as an arachnophobe. Right, but uh,
0: you should be your enemy. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> at what point watching this movie were you like, yeah, this is my favorite Spider Man thing. Like to spoil it, just just jump into. It. Like at, at what point were you're like, okay, fuck yeah.
2: I went from thinking this movie is really good to thinking this is like my favorite theater experience, like one of my favorite things I've ever seen is when Andrew Garfield comes through the wormhole. That's when it went from just a great MCU movie to my favorite MCU movie. My man.
0: Even more so than Toby?
2: Yeah, it, just, it, it didn't really, I'm not really talking about Andrew Garfield as much as that's when the story changed.
1: Yeah, the moment itself.
2: Yeah, every time the three are on camera together, every time two of them are on camera together, I think it was just amazing. Uh, I the amazing Spider Man. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was incredible. Um,
3: don't worry, you're gonna play. I the know, time I, I hear <laughs> to talk about yeah, it. I mean, I hear, yeah. I
2: hear, I hear. Pappy with, uh, Ooh, this guy stinks. You know, but <laughs>
0: hey, listen. Well, we'll have, like I said, plenty of time to talk about it. But we don't want to skip over Mikey, keeper of the sound bro- board, and the O oh, brother. This guy stinks. Soundbite mikey i know you're a big fan of the spider-man tv show you were pretty annoyed that i added that into the consideration five seconds before we hit record but what's your top three Spider-Man things
4: i'm not annoyed it just uh it just opened up the door to so so many more possibilities in the list pap and you said audio visual so i'm going to take leeway with that and i'm going to say number three spider-man ps4 a great representation <laughs> of spider-man wow. super fun game Maybe it gets a little repetitive towards the end, but it's still. An I almost amazing bought game. that today, and I really like that version of Peter Parker. He goes through a lot of a lot of shit in that in that game. It's really good. Uh, second, uh, is the animated series. I always I, one of one of when people say like, what do you think of Spider-Man? I usually always think of that version of Peter Parker. Like my that's like my go-to, mm-hmm. and then number one is Spider-Verse, just because personally I think it's a perfect movie, and I am so excited for the sequel um like pap said it really did revolutionize animation it's man i'm just such a sucker for animation and this spider-verse just is on another level than like anything you're gonna see
1: i want to add one quick thing mikey i also think of peter parker from the animated series in my head when i think of peter parker you're right yeah but that's I think like it's a different voice. version that's like the jacked peter parker he's mm-hmm. like huge in that show
4: and like pap said he like That gives you a really good background on, like, everything in the comics, almost. Like, you get Fisk, you get Goblin, you get Hobgoblin, you get, like, all of the main bad guys. It's a really good jumping-in point for Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's not like I'm, I mean, if if this was, like, best, hey, if this was, like, uh, best, I mean, my list would be way different. I mean, I think that movie's amazing. Uh, It's, like, the first movie that, like, blew me away on 4K. Um, but just looked so cool. So, I mean, yeah, and I have Spider-Man 2 and all the classic ones up there. I just like other ones more.
0: What's Sushi the dog's favorite Spider-Man? We heard from Sushi there. Yeah, sorry bit.
2: about Sushi. Uh, Spider-Man 3. Spoiled rotten. Her <laughs> favorite Spider-Man uh, is probably the <laughs> only one that she's been alive for, and that's the one that just came out.
0: Just like your dad. Uh, Mike, you have a good point. I feel like the video games, I mean, they're 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 held in very high regard but i feel like they're almost underrated because it's like that's when you feel like being spider-man not even so much in that the immersion of a video game but you're just doing like day-to-day swinging Mm -hmm. around cleaning up crimes like low level crimes type thing and like just even like the way the the i've never played a video game where the mechanic of moving around is like the best part of the game yeah, you know, i mean just swinging around new york going to your
4: apartment is like the best <laughs> just because you got to swing across the entire city to get over there so it's
0: a realistic new york city too by yeah, the way oh, which is always God, super it's so cool good. yeah but let's let's talk about a a very special time now oh what about uh, pk oh sorry pk oh of co- well of course how could it be a spider-man podcast without pk my bad pk i, I wanted to give you a little bit of extra time to shore no, up no, your it's list, okay. can you can give us a top five if you want, if you want to go deeper. Can you can give some some honorable mentions, but PK Superman Hero Correspondent back on the podcast. What oh, do you man. say about Spider Man uh,
3: top three? It's good to be back. Sorry, there's a car driving by. I'm at, I'm actually recording from Goshen, Indiana, at a buddy's house. So, uh, I don't know, man. I I Spider Man. I I don't have a like order, but into the Spider Verse, obviously top three. I love the, like, message that movie sends about, like, anybody can wear the mask, and that's, like, just goes along with the overall theme of the character of Spider-Man, which is, like, why he's my favorite. Um, I'm going to switch it up here, I'm gonna because I'm going to go, like, two specific sequences from Spider-Man movies that I think are really cool. One is the Mysterio sequence, the Illusion sequence from Far From Home. Before, I'm not going to add this movie into the top three, because I'll talk about this movie plenty after this but um i thought that illusion sequence was one of the coolest things i'd seen in a long time i went to see that movie like three times in the theaters just for that scene and
2: uh which one's that
3: the illusion scene from far from home when mysterio's like puts him in the snow globe and gets hit
4: by the train at the end Hmm.
3: um i remember that i guess wow you're you're a terrible Spider-Man fan. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and then third, I'm gonna. This people are gonna be like, what the fuck? Uh, the like opening swing scene from the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield, I think is is so wow. freaking cool because it's like the best swinging CGI they have out of all the movies, even this one. Um, I'll defend that all day. And just right. the shot, how it goes from to the test. <laughs> it puts it puts it goes from the logo to the logo, kind of like starting to ripple, and then it's just him free falling, and you see the ripples in the suit, and it just I think it just looks super realistic, and I think that scene is super cool until Paul Giamatti shows up as the rhino.
1: So what is he falling from? That's what I've always wondered <laughs> about. That like, did he get dropped out of a helicopter? Like. He's above every building in the city.
3: I mean, he does say in this movie his favorite view is the Empire State Building, so the top of the Empire State, so he's yeah, probably jumping from the top of that. that. <laughs> he's like in space. Yeah, I don't know, but out of left field, but good call on the video game, Mikey. That That's 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 a fantastic Peter Parker.
0: Out of curiosity, I don't, you, you have not given anything a no, correct, PK, still? Officially on the
3: podcast? No, I don't think so.
0: Would you give both Amazing Spider-Mans a yes? <sighs> Hypothetically. We probably will do them someday. We?
3: The first and one, yeah, it. 100%. I'd give it a yes. We. Uh, second one, <laughs> okay. I'd probably give it a soft yes just because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And like I said, I think there are great things in that shitty movie. It is a shitty movie, but I like it enough. And I, I it's like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed enough to give it a yes, and I think, and I've always been a huge fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I think there's a lot of people who jump around the train now that like probably talk shit yeah. about him back in the day, just because yeah, they're not old just school. because the movies were shit doesn't and the mean the Gwen Stacy scene. Oh my god, really I, good. They cry, I, mean, I cry every time, and that's what made that scene later <laughs> that we're going to talk about so much more effective. But yeah, like he's he's got a bad rap because. His movies were shit, but he was never the problem. And I think people are yeah. finally realizing that and I'm glad he's getting the redemption that he, re- he deserves. Damn you, Mark. It wasn't
1: his fault. I absolutely agree with that. It was Amy fucking Pascal. <laughs> it was very famously and this was like from the Sony leak like back in the day. She's a Sony executive by the way. Her name's She's all over one this movie. She's the one that forbade. She really wanted like an MCU universe thing going on at Sony, so uh, they crammed a bunch of shit in that Amazing Spider-Man yeah. Two movie, and not
2: uh, learning from Spider-Man Three's mistakes. Yeah, too many too many films. villains, too much going on. Yeah, yeah I think they did it even worse those, with this cause cause one, be though. Fun. You
1: know, in terms of uh, trying just trying to mm-hmm. set up other movies. Sometimes you just need a movie to be good on its own. Hmm. And that's the interesting thing about
0: uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is that it does have a lot of cleanup to do in terms of where it fits into the franchise. Kyle, let's go back to you. There's some Doctor Strange in here. We're bridging the gap between the previous Spider-Man movie and now. We're a little bit more on our own timeline, but there's still echoes of things that happened in the MCU. Can you can you take us through where we stand today and Peter Parker, what he's got to deal with at the, at the very beginning of this yeah, movie? Yeah,
1: this movie is a direct sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home. Is that, is that the right name? Yes. Um, in a way that most MCU movies aren't direct sequels, meaning they don't follow the immediate events, like the moment after the last movie in most cases. So it's kind of interesting to see that happen in a movie. But where we left off is that Jake Gyllenhaal, our guy, he revealed Peter Parker's identity to the world. So at the very start of this movie, uh, Peter is dealing with this crisis where... Uh, some people perceive him as a villain because Mysterio said he's a villain. Mysterio was perceived as a hero himself, and some people know that Spider-Man is Spider-Man. He's good. He's done a lot of good. He's an Avenger. He's helped out the city, and more than one occasion. Um, but basically, he is—he uh, is revealed to the world, and uh, he has to deal with this crisis of um, harassment and trying to figure out what to do next with his life because he is also trying to balance his own life with his superhero life as uh, is the dilemma of peter parker in many iterations pk were you sad
0: to see that marissa tomei and happy's relationship had ended uh it seemed a little <laughs> bit clingy i feel like i feel like he, he probably was annoying her. Yeah, I
3: mean, you get a little tease of that at the end of Far From Home. You kind of, like, he asks him if they're dating, and he says, Yeah, she says, No. It's just kind of like awkward tension. And so I think, I don't know, I wasn't so upset. No, I, I think they could both do better <laughs> or be better off. Except, like, with other people. Could but, Happy do better? Happy, yeah, <laughs> do better? Happy cannot do
0: better. he
4: cannot do better. I know what you mean.
3: But I think it it's set up for a, a like, more emotional, like, storyline for Happy. Especially, you know, with the way it plays out, so.
0: I guess, so, like, when Spider-Man's in the house and there's all that kind of, like, chaos going on around it. Do you feel like the resolute or the resolution of that was a little bit rushed? Maybe because, like I said, we have all of the events from the previous movie. Spider-Man's in legal trouble, and then Daredevil shows up as just basically yada yada. Oh wait, you're fine. Quite a public opinion doesn't like you. We're not really gonna follow up on that too much in this movie, but just so you know,
3: it did feel a little rushed. But I think I think they just the fact that they knew how it was gonna end and they were gonna like, basically make everybody forget. They just kind of would hope the audience would forget about it, too, maybe. I don't know. But I don't want to skip, just jump over the fact that Daredevil showed up, because that was fucking cool as shit.
0: (laughs) I got some audible claps for that, yeah. Yeah. That was very cool.
2: Yeah, I was actually talking to uh, Mikey before the pod, and I was going to ask you guys, I talked a little bit to Corey off, like, what was, like, the biggest pop from the crowd in your theater? I think it was... Garfield but Brittany thinks that the Matt Murdock popping in was really really loud too so well um, I think Mikey said Garfield I think Corey probably said Garfield as well I think it was
3: Garfield for mine too but I think it was also more of a shock value for the Charlie Cox thing I mean everybody there there was no way Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire weren't going to be in this movie so it's kind of just a matter of time like all right when's it going to happen how's it going to happen? And then when it when it I when actually, it actually had known happened, that
2: Charlie Cox was going to be in it. When actor. it actually
3: happened, it was like, oh my gosh, it's happening! But yeah, I I heard a rumor, but just to see it happen and to bring like a Netflix character to the MCU, mm-hmm. and especially yeah, after was, they like
2: kind of tried to wipe them all out, right? Yeah.
3: Well, I think that's probably the reason why now, because Disney bought them all back because everybody wanted it back so bad. So they're like, well, we want to make that he's, money. He's
4: really good <laughs> as. I've never As seen Daredevil.
3: it, but I, I want to. Oh, it's fantastic.
4: It's really good. It's got really cool so playing. that
1: guy played Daredevil on the show?
0: Yep. Daredevil? Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's really perfect in that show. Like, that's a great show, but he is perfection. So, like, it's one of those castings that you don't want to throw away. He doesn't have much to do in this movie, but it does make sense in the context of the story that at some point we would see Peter try to handle this dilemma he's facing Right, and talk to a lawyer. Mm -hmm. He'd obviously be taken in by the police, that happens, or damage control, whatever. Um, But it's good that it's um, telling us that we're going to be seeing him again in future movies or shows or whatever it may be. But it also kind of makes sense that he would talk to a lawyer. And in Marvel, in comics, there's two lawyers in Marvel. One's Daredevil and one's She-Hulk. So we got this one. (laughs) And Spider-Man and Daredevil team up on some stuff. Oh, famously, so yeah. Is Tom Holland's continuation of Spider-Man been confirmed? Yes. Yes.
0: By the way, do we know that? Okay. I
1: don't you know to what extent, though,
3: because like, there was conf- some confusion about like Amy Pascal supposedly said he was going to be in three new movies, but then people said trilogy, but then she's like, "I never said trilogy." So it's there's confusing, but yeah, he's he's not done yet.
1: She she specifically said Amy, said Pascal Amy Pascal, who, yeah same one. Uh, she said that we'll be seeing Tom Holland in three more MCU movies. There. And they're very careful about using the phrasing MCU. There's like rules on when they can use it yeah, publicly that could and be... when they can't. So she did specifically say that.
4: That could be a cameo in, in one
1: group
0: Direct. group movie or whatever. Is she still in charge of Spider-Man? Is she like the George Lucas of Spider-Man, Corey? Well, she didn't Is that create what you're Is she just... uh, That's for sure, but... <laughs> But, but she has a <laughs> stranglehold hold on like maybe maybe Kathleen Kennedy she's like is the executive
2: producer and everything, right know. yes she is basically she's like, in like the Kevin Feige she's like the Feige yeah she is didn't she isn't she the one that like forbade all of them from dating each other and they literally all ignored her that I didn't know about <laughs> the stars she from dating fo- each for, other forbid Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone from ah, dating boom. and she flat out told Zendaya and Tom Holland. Like when they, apart from each other, like when they hired him, uh, you are not to date him. And they literally all just did whatever they wanted and they started dating. They him. are currently dating, yeah. A little reverse that psychology. It works out.
3: The chemistry on right. screen is mm-hmm.
2: fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's awesome.
0: Maybe they wanted him to date. But we've been talking about the MCU a little bit. Brett, you like Stephen Strange, right? You're oh, yeah. I'm
2: a Benedict Cumber fan, fan. Uh, <laughs> I like him a lot.
0: What is the uh, what is his role in this movie? Because there, there's an early on scene. I was wondering if this scene would frustrate you. Because sometimes Brett, you get frustrated by characters who just don't do the simple thing. It's like Peter Parker, just shut the fuck up. What's Stephen or, Strange or, do this spell. Hey,
2: stop the spell. Start over. Get what you right. want to do. But I don't know. I guess that maybe that's like the surgeon in him. I don't know. They just go or But yeah, no, it's really annoying. Uh, I mean, the scene's kind of funny. Um, and obviously you need it to happen for the movie to happen, but yeah, it's, uh, like, P- I mean, Peter, it's like, you could tell, like, he's, like, the kid there. It's really stupid. Um. Not, not
4: to totally fault Peter, but I got a question if, if Doctor Strange was, like, hung over this entire movie or something, because he just seems out of it, and, like, why wouldn't you just tell peter some of the rules before going into this crazy spell like just help him out a little bit he doesn't know your crazy magic just, he's
2: kind of like that though i, I think he's just like arrogant and doesn't he's annoyed by everything and people are like i don't know beneath him mentally i don't know
4: like even when he even when he walks into the movie he's like <laughs> i don't know he looks like he just woke up and is like fighting a pretty bad hangover or something possible
2: His whole thing's covered in snow and he's mad that wong's the. Uh... The boss, but yeah, I don't know. He's always kind of cranky, I guess. I do you guys it think it's different. okay nope, like sorry.
1: that? He did perform this spell in the first place. Do you guys like take issue with that? Because I can definitely see why someone would.
2: Well, they said they use that for just stuff in general. They used it for like some party or something. And I don't know. I, I mean, I guess.
0: But it seems like a, like you said like a weird time to be revealing <laughs> this information. Like, oh, by the way, I'm not even going to know who you are. Yeah, no,
2: that was bad timing. Yeah, that, that was like a, a gut punch.
4: Yeah, but like, he's a superhero. He'll just like show up to his house and be like, hey, I'm, look at what I can do. We should be friends or whatever. Like, we've hung
0: out before. So when the spell starts going haywire, who are those like ethereal beings that we see? Both. I think maybe here, but then definitely at the end.
1: I was really trying to identify them.
3: Well, the one you see first was the lizard. Is the who? lizard, yeah, for sure. was hard to tell.
1: I and definitely then, saw comic book Rhino.
3: Yeah, at the end that there's a the lot. I made out clearly. There's, there's like you can see like Kraven the Hunter. I'm pretty sure you can see the Scorpion. Like
0: maybe even
4: Unfortunately, Venom. I don't no know Paul Giamatti in a Rhino <laughs> suit.
0: <laughs> but they're all Spider-Man characters well that, i mean like, if you think
3: about Probably it it's true. like most people because it's all about people that know who who spider-man is or that spider-man is peter parker and like if you think about it in most of the comics and movies and shit like the villains are the ones who find out who he is more than the people that he knows because he tries to keep that a secret but so yeah it's mostly villains that are coming through
1: and venom who doesn't know who he is but comes anyway
3: yeah <laughs> well i i heard something interesting about that too Is like it was something about you know Venom, the the symbiote tapping into like symbiotes in the in the in, in the multiverse, and some one of them might know Peter Parker, Spider Man. It's 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 a stretch, but
2: real quick, I I know like Corey hated it, and I haven't talked to anybody else, but like I haven't seen the new Venom, so like if if you could like give me a warning if you're gonna spoil something, I know, but I I guarantee I'll like it. That's just how I am. So I love Tom Hardy. And I thought the way they introduced Venom into this without introducing, without bringing Tom Hardy into it was, like, really smart and really funny. So, like, he's obviously not going to be in it.
1: I do agree with you, Brett, that it is smart to, like, reboot the symbiote in this Spider-Man universe instead of merge that existing Venom with this one. Um, Plus, he's not going to do it. But yeah, go ahead. I look forward to seeing how that goes. Obviously, that will be in the later Spider-Man movies. But yes, I agree. It's good that they separated that Venom, which I don't like yeah. at all. But you know, Amy,
0: what's her name, would just be salivating at the two Toms in the same movie, oh, right? Well, I like,
1: would, especially Sam yeah, I, I mean, mean, J.
4: Jonah Jameson is the same, and that that
0: like yeah. isn't
1: really explained. He's not quite the same. So it
4: could he's be Alex Tom. Jones he's not quite the same in this at all. movie.
2: Yeah. We, it, like we're yeah, all but agreed. It's that's one hundred percent what they were going for, right?
0: One
1: hundred percent. big yeah. Yeah.
3: upgrade from breaking that big uh, story from being in that Eight. shitty little room with big like. <laughs> yeah. he got a crates, ton of Patreon and then... subscribers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he, he has his own um,
3: control room with directors and producers. Poor like, independent media. Shit.
2: What's a What's a more action packed movie with the Toms in it? Spider Man. Or Locke? lock. Brittany lock. started laughing. Brittany was literally <laughs> making fun of Locke to people the other day. Is that the one where? Oh, in you the guys won't believe this boring movie. He just driving around the lock. car the whole time.
4: Lock is more action and dialogue. It's it's on
0: another level. <laughs> which one? Uh... Which one is worse, traffic, Brett?
2: Well, I mean, traffic was fine, and... <laughs>
0: <laughs> there its uh, we're, we're we're talking about some of the MC or, or some of the other crossover characters, and Doctor Strange is annoyed that Peter Parker didn't try to plead his case, but while he's doing this, Mikey, we get our first crossover from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man cinematic universe. Otto Octavius shows up. Were you were you excited? What did you think about this fight with uh, Norman Osborn?
4: Uh, it's great. Uh, it's always good to see Alfred Molina put on the octopus arms, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I liked it, and it was cool to see him like interacting with Pete's uh, suit or tech or whatever, and just like kind the of ultimately understanding it, and then like have and then Pete reversing it on uh, Doc Ock to control his arms. So, yeah, it was really cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, it's cool to see him like realize that uh, this Peter is not his I, Peter.
2: I heard a story, like an interview, I think, with Tom Holland. I think Tom maybe on Hot Ones. Did you guys watch the Hot Ones?
0: No. Not yet.
2: Well, he talks, he yeah. tells a story about uh, Alpha Molina. Like, when he did Spider Man 2, like, the arms on him were all like prosthetic, like foam and whatever. Like, and like, he was super shocked when he came back to do this one and realized that he didn't have to do any of that crap because special effects have gotten so much better. Like, it was so much easier for CG him. CG arms. Yeah.
4: He was like, there's guys yanking pulleys and stuff, waving these. Yeah literal arms around what do you guys think
3: it made a difference like do you think it looked better or worse i mean obviously it's way i think it looked better i mean way like different in like time like but uh i don't know i think they should have possibly used more practical not saying it looked bad at all it looked great but i think they could could get away with that mix of practical and cgi because there was there were a couple times i mean
4: he doc ock is like barely in the movie for me he's not doing too much
3: yeah there was like a couple shots on the the bridge scene when I saw it the second time today, where it's just like when he's like kind of like a wide shot. I was like, "Oh, that doesn't look great." But
0: there's like once or twice too where he's just kind of like humping or thrusting his body forward. You know what I mean? Then it cuts to a wide shot of like the arm going out. Like sometimes it didn't look as fluid. Yeah, but go back and watch Spider Man Two.
2: No, again. no, no. Yeah. every time he is moving around, it's he's very obviously mm-hmm. fake. So
3: yeah, I'm not saying. That. I mean, it's just. I don't know. It's a trade off. It's like Jurassic World, dude. Like I love those movies, but I still think like they look obviously better today than they do back then. But they still look more real back, like when I watched the first one for some reason. Like dude, it's just Jurassic weird.
2: Park holds up like crazy for it might sure, be, like really, really Carried. well. Yeah,
0: Corey. What about the decision to make Doc Ock a pseudo ally ally of the Tom Holland Spider Man? Because I mean, like. I guess there's two things here. One, you know, we're not killing these villains. We're trying to cure them. But does that character make the most sense? Or do we even
1: need a sort of team-up guy, do you think? I definitely saw that coming. I don't know if we need it. But I was pretty sure that he would not just be like a mainstay villain of the movie. That he would definitely help Peter. Just because we kind of saw his redemption in Spider-Man 2. And to undo that would be bad. I very I much agree. So yes, he was a he was a good guy. I mean, so they brought us back to that, and it was great to see him. And I think that whatever de aging effects they're using in this movie, uh, yeah. there has to be some. I, I was going to say if any, but no, they have to be present because these men are old. Um, I mean, he was in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark for crying out loud, Boogie Nights. Whatever de aging they're using, they've they've really nailed it. I mean, I think it just looks amazing. So
2: crazy how good it looks.
1: Yeah, Willem Dafoe as well, who we see shortly. But uh, yes, I was glad to see Doc Ock. And it, it just as a note, like he really kicks the oh, shit yeah. out of this version. He kind of did Man. the
2: second movie too, but yeah, like right away, like he, his arms were like, yeah, he, he it was not close at all.
1: He can't fuck with him really. Like Spider Man has the Stark tech, which kind of saves his ass. And if he didn't, and um, he would have probably been pummeled into oblivion. Why doesn't
2: he use the automatic kill? Yeah,
3: right. He should, but he—you know—it's Spider-Man. He can't kill anybody. Uh, but I'm glad you said that, Corey, about like them just not throwing away his redemption arc from Spider-Man too. Because yeah, that—that that, like I don't know—they they needed him because, like you said too, Brett, he was a good guy before he became Doc Ock. It's just his mind gets corrupted by the chip. And I really like that yeah. scene when they, when yeah. they, when okay. him and Norman Osborne are doing science together, it's so cool. But then they, the scene where they actually fix it and he snaps back and it's him and he's just like, thank you, my boy. And it's like, yeah, it's like oh too, man, yeah. it's so
0: cool. It doesn't Ralph and Molina have like the same scene as Robin Williams from Dead Poets Society where he's like, yeah, poetry gets women really horny <laughs> or something in like that. second sentence, one, yeah. But, That's how his yeah. wife
2: fell in love with him was poetry. <laughs>
0: right day by day he gazed
1: upon
0: (laughs) her wolf (laughs) defoe though we brought him up recently did a podcast on budak saints which will probably come out after this podcast i can't wait for that but my god he is so good oh he's He's amazing he's so good in everything like i the more i'm like stopping to think about everything that he adds to a movie he might be like in my top three favorite actors, like ever.
2: Like honestly. I hope he wins an Oscar. Dude, that so.
3: line that he had once he turns full goblin mode and they're about to go hard in the, the part or the condo and he's slamming through the floors when he's like strong enough to have it all. But too it to take it or something dude, that shit gives me chills.
2: That fight oh scene is God. like an all timer, like it's so so good. They're fighting in the hallways.
0: Very intentional choice too to smash the mask early, so we can get all up oh, to dude, foam. Oh, you, you need
2: that. Boring. Plus the old school. yeah, had the old school comic. He had the hood effect, right? Oh, With the good. hood, yeah. Dude, yeah, fuck that mask. I'm glad they
1: got rid of it. Stupid piece of shit. Like, he is the Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. Look at his fucking face. He looks like a human goblin. He's more goblin than that mask ever could be. He has the best crazy eyes. Like that, I think that's part of the reason he was cast originally. is because he looks like the fucking well, Green I Goblin. And it's
3: kind of like the Alfred Molina redemption arc. I'm glad they didn't bring him back and he's just full goblin the whole time. It's like he's still struggling with the Jekyll Hyde persona. Like, Norman Osborn versus the goblin and and now, and the, the he scene, was
2: good in his first early scenes it was really good yeah, whenever he was on screen
3: like, when, he, when when Peter meets him at the feast center and he's talking yeah, about so like good. Yeah, I woke up here and Oscorp doesn't exist and he's like my son and he's like his tear out I was yeah. like damn this is
2: sad shoving donuts in his pocket <laughs> I think you said something to me Corey when we were talking you said something like what'd you say uh, Willem Dafoe is so good or like I love Willem Dafoe so much yeah
1: I mean I, I really do separately from this but in this man like th- I think he's one of the big draws of the movie there's a couple others of course uh, you know there's some things that people expect yeah. coming into this movie but he is great as the Green goblin and it's good to see him again as the green goblin i I really wish Stevie was here because I would like to know nah. what his opinion is on this because uh, just for the audience out there, Stevie who you know and love does not like this movie crazy man and mm. uh, i think he just kind of chalks it up to like nostalgia porn like he did know, give it a seven a out of ten you remember therefore you'll like the movie
4: he said seven out of ten and it's red
2: yeah that's what pappy gave it
4: but he was oddly negative for a seven out of ten
0: <laughs> i've got an extensive extensive review that i'm gonna pap read later at the end here which will take a significant amount of time so we should Probably keep moving. But Mikey, I do want to say too, I touched on it a little bit a second ago. The conceit of this movie is very check's quest for those of you who played that old video game where you're not killing the bad guys. Curing them. But they want to cure 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 them (laughs) and cure that ass and then send them back to their dimension. How do you how do you feel about that as a conceit, right? That we're we're fucking with other timelines willy-nilly and the MCU seems to be Kind of arbitrary and like how okay that is even to be be doing. Do, do you like that we're we're trying to fix these villains? I mean, Spider Man is never
4: one to kill someone on purpose. I mean, uh, that's why so and so stops Tom Holland at the God, end. That was so good
2: too, <laughs> oh, my God.
4: Just to, I mean, even even uh, in the OG trilogy, Toby doesn't kill a Goblin. Goblin kills himself and it's not uh like spider-man to kill someone so it it seems crazy but he can cure there's like green goblin is gassed you can find a vaccine for that uh alfred molina has the chip thing you can fix the chip or disable the chip i mean these are i don't know it's like seems logical in this world at least and they've got like magic science and this MCU world. Well, plus, so like you totally said, possible.
3: Fuck with the timeline. It's like, Dr. Strange says it himself. It's like the multiverse is something we know frighteningly little about. And so you think, you know, little, three teenage kids, they're just like, they're not going to be thinking of the bigger consequences of just sending these guys. They're like, Oh, if we just send them back, it'll be fine. Like, but who knows what type of implications that could have or anything. But so I, I think it's more of like, they don't know what they're doing instead of doing it intentionally.
0: Really quickly, speaking of the villains, PK, do you want to just take us through... We, we've talked a lot about Alfred Molina and um, William Dafoe extensively, but do you want to take us through the, the other three villains who also sure. come back?
3: Uh, we get. I'll talk over, kind of brush over Sandman and the Lizard because they didn't get much time. Um, yeah, we get Flint Marco back. They really don't
0: <laughs> get much time, do yeah, they? But, they're basically... Not we there. get
3: Flint Marco back from Spider-Man 3 and Kurt Connors back from The Amazing Spider-Man. And it was kind of weird because I I didn't expect to, like, you know, Sandman in the Spider-Man 3, he's, he's human for most of the time unless he's fighting and then he becomes the big Sandman. But like I didn't expect him to just be Sandman the whole time and, like, Lizard to be the Lizard the whole time. It's just kind of strange. But um, then we get Jamie Foxx back as Electro with a new look, the new-new and uh dude he looks awesome I'm, i love how they referenced that like they don't really explain how i ha- how he got better teeth and a nice haircut but i love how the lizard's is just like did you weren't you ugly as shit before <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i think jamie fox has a decent little motivation arc where he yeah he he senses like more power in this universe and He's he's got a new look, he's like feels good about himself here and he's like, Yeah, fuck that, I don't wanna go back and die or I don't wanna be cured, like I wanna I want more of this power. So I think it's and then he needs once Willem Dafoe starts going nuts, he's giving him that speech about where like gods don't need whatever. Like they take what they want. Like Jamie Foxx is like, Alright. Alright, yeah, fuck this Spider Man dude. So yeah, I think I think yeah, obviously, Alpha Merlina and, and Green Goblin, Poem well, Before were the big cells, but I think the the three others did did what they needed to and served the plot what they needed to. I like like, even though they finds, got the shaft,
4: I like that he gets an arc reactor and he's like, "Whoa, this is crazy." Just because like that thing doesn't yes. exist in his universe. Mm-hmm. And then I was just only disappointed that he didn't get like a yellow quilted bomber jacket or something like the cartoon. Right. And yeah. That would have been awesome but other than that i, thought I did was cool.
3: i did really appreciate that when he first started forming and peter tried to shoot him with the doctor strange web uh the first time he shot the lightning it brought in the Hans zimmer Dubstep theme from The Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> it was just like wah wah wah. I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, they did it! I can't believe it. Because <laughs> that was such a weird. Yeah, soundtrack they did a couple choice. interesting things mm-hmm. with
1: the musical score. I do
3: like once. that they brought back the, they kind of, hom- oh played an homage to the Amazing Spider-Man and the the Danny Elfman theme too, towards the end.
0: Great score throughout, emotional at times, like it May marissa Tomei's death mikey with great power comes great responsibility man what were you what were you feeling during hot at may's death in the scene in general well
4: it's kind of uh it kind of uh it is meant to throw you off because uh, she gets smacked in the back very hard by like the glider and then she pops right back up and you're like oh that was weird.
0: Internal bleeding on Aunt man
4: Yeah, she's not cut in half <laughs> and just laying down on the ground. Uh, but she pops right back up, and you think everything is fine uh, until she's like kind of slowing down, and uh, then you realize that she's bleeding. And yeah, I was very sad, and I liked the way that she delivered the line differently in a way. They got to that point in a different manner. And she phrased it differently, and I like how they did that. And I think it hit harder than the way Uncle Ben says it.
0: With great power, there must also come great responsibility. Corey, did you get choked up during it, May's death?
1: No, but I really liked how it worked with this movie thematically. And maybe the Spider-Man, this Spider-Man trilogy as a whole, actually. Because I, I think that line ultimately reflects the lesson that's learned at the end of this movie. And that's where Peter is left off with uh, the notion of what great power comes great responsibility means. And I just think it's re- re- very much nicely added in and interesting that it's a line that's very famous in Spider-Man history, but we've seen this version, this Tom Holland Spider-Man in many movies, five other movies, I think maybe six and it hasn't been said yet and now we finally get six, it I think. and it's uh it's good. Yes, it it's good to to um you know lay this strong emotional beat later I think rather than at the beginning like in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Not that that movie doesn't work, but I think it means more with it now that we know this. It these sucks
4: people. that we have to lose Marissa Tomei. I feel like she didn't really get to do Agreed. much in this yeah. whole uh, MCU run for her but I mean Spider-Man has to have that line because that like I I, I don't want to spoil the ending but like we reboot
3: this man this
4: MCU Spider-Man. Mhm. Yeah.
3: Well, I I um shit, I just lost what I was going to say.
0: Which I don't even know if the MCU is going to revisit the Spider-Man. Is he out of the MCU now? Who knows? Three
3: more no. MC oh, movies. Uh, I got it. <laughs> no, I mean, not... A- well, no. So, this is what I was going to say. Like, I, I've heard a couple of people say this, and it's it's. I was thinking about it earlier. And, yeah, it's like this whole trilogy is basically Tom Holland's origin story. Since we never really got mm-hmm. the whole Uncle Ben and him getting bit by Spider, it's like the first movie is pretty lighthearted. You get some emotional stuff with Vulture. Second one, he's dealing with the death of Iron Man, but it's not really, like something that's like super spider-man emotional i don't know how that doesn't make sense but then it's like this is the movie that it's like he really feels the weight of his his actions and it's like he needed this death to become spider-man and that's kind of what toby Maguire and andrew garfield bring up there like maybe she didn't die for no reason and so i think if you look at this trilogy as his origin story it, it kind of works out and I think it's a it's a cool way to kind of spread it out like that.
1: I think throughout the trilogy he is trying to balance his real life and Spider-Man life together and he's trying to find like how t- how those two things can coexist to ultimately find that they mostly can't. And Spider-Man is what he is, like that's that's his actual persona more so than Spe- than Peter Parker and uh, that, that is where he leaves off but you did mention Aunt May dying, Pappy. I know you caught this. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe the others did as well but there is a scene straight out of Blade Runner 2049 after <laughs> Aunt May dies. Do you the remember stairs? what I'm talking about? Um. Is oh, <laughs> Looking at the giant neon sign. Where he's like in the rain, there's like the purple sheen, oh, yeah. the light on him. <laughs> there's a big Anade Armas like <laughs> reaching out to him. Yeah, I remember
0: that. Yes. <laughs> I remember that clearly. Yeah. But we're talking about Spider-Man's personal life. Brett, we haven't talked about the best MJ, Zendaya, and I will die on this hill, and Ned, his friend. What have they been up to? And then can you take us through what you said was the biggest pop yeah, in so, your theater?
2: Yes. Yeah, Zendaya, whatever, she's, I think she's absolutely hilarious. Um, her and Ned are like the funniest sidekicks. Um, their storyline is um, – they're all three brilliant, obviously – and they all want to go to MIT. Uh, nor, on a normal year, they would be able to get into MIT. They're that smart, and their test scores are that good. And But obviously, they don't get to go because of Mysterio, uh, Hall kind of doing everybody dirty. But So that's going on with them. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with Pappy when he says that. she's. I mean, it's hard to say the best MJ because there's only two, and she's way better than... Uh, the other MJ.
4: I don't and think she's better than Gwen Stacy. I though. love
2: Gwen Stacy though. Yeah, so, like, I'll, I'll just leave it at what Pappy said. I'll I'll say yes. I don't remember, Mikey. The cartoon was MJ, not Gwen Stacy, right?
4: Uh, he had both. There was mostly she was the
2: ginger, MJ, yeah, right? Yeah. Red hair.
0: Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, is,
2: yeah. uh, what was the last question he asked me?
0: Oh, pop! It's like how well take us through the uh, the when they're summoning. Yeah, so uh, Andrew Yeah, you had a boy. weird.
2: I mean, you could. I'm sure some people have complained about, like, oh, let's just make, let's make have a throwaway line about Ned having magic in his family. So, uh, you know, he starts being able to do the, you know, some I actually watched on, uh, uh, crap, what are those things called that I like? Pitch meetings and. They like kind of make a joke about. They kind of just uh, depower Doctor Strange a lot in this movie. I mean, he screws up. He's in the Shadow Realm or whatever, which he's supposed to be like a god in. And you know, in like one minute, Peter Parker traps him in there, and then you know, Ned. Oh, Ned can do this thing too. It's just kind of like you know, they spent a lot, a lot of time building up his power to kind of. Either way, so he starts spinning when he's at his mom's house. And you see, I mean, I think everyone kind of knew this was what was going to happen. Our theater started kind of like, uh, and you see uh, a Spider-Man come and they're like, Peter. And he comes in there and you you could tell the suit's different. I mean, like the suit's really different compared to what Tom Holland's wearing. And I was saying again, that's probably the biggest pop we had in the theater, at least right up there. Um, I, that's like maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie when they all kind of show up and is freaking hilarious mm. in this scene. Um,
0: Dude, all of their chemistry is so good. MJ, MJ, Zendaya, and Andrew Garfield's chemistry is great.
3: Andrew Garfield was having a Andrew blast. Garfield is really
4: freaking funny.
0: He is. He's. I think he's the funniest character in this whole movie. And I think when we're looking at the spider man next to each other, I'm like, he's he's Andrew killing it compared to Yeah.
4: He's a great Peter Parker.
2: Somebody, I saw somebody actually brought it up to Andrew Garfield. Uh, somebody tweeted, "Toby Maguire was the best Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield was the best Spider Man, and Tom Holland was the only one who's good at both. Whether I agree with that or not, but um, I can get down with Andrew Garfield being the best Spider Man. I mean, he's like the actual Spider Man, he's pretty good at it, but.
1: When he is Spider Man, he is on. And he's also just a yeah. great actor.
3: The emotional acting he can bring to Peter Parker is unreal. Like, like Mikey said, that Gwen Stacy scene in Amazing Spider-Man Two is is so sad. Which led to like the the best impecable. moment in
2: this movie.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I had heard, I had, I had heard like a rumor that, there, or somebody like being like, oh, what if Andrew Garfield is one to save her because they show her falling in the trailer, and the fact that they did that literally that so choked good. me up. Oh my god. And gosh. then when he
2: started, yeah, no, that's amazing.
3: But yeah, I think. My my theater when Andrew Garfield came through the portal. I mean when Toby came, it was the same. But like, yeah, like Brett, you said that you kind of hear like, oh, yeah, wait, what? And then all of a sudden, I kind of waited because I was like, I was ready to let loose, like Endgame and Infinity War. But I wasn't in LA anymore, so I was like, all right, how's this crowd gonna go? And I heard like two people start clapping. And I couldn't hold it. I was like, this
0: <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> First of all, we're about comedic actors. Don't sleep on Ned's mom or grandma, whoever she is, where she's like, <laughs> You keep
2: thinking she's saying something deep, and she's <laughs> literally both times like, Can you get that spider, that cobweb? Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: The I'm going to bed gets a huge laugh both times. I saw this too. But Corey, I want to take a, a, a small step back. We have these three Spider-Men next to each other. Toby McGuire enters the scene. What's, what's Kylo Red, creator of Big Dumb Movie? Spider-Man experts take when, we, when, when we're seeing these three Spider-Man next to each other how do they shake out for you do you have a favorite do, do you agree with the uh Toby's the best Peter Parker Andrew's the best Spider-Man Tom Holland's the only one who's good at both assessment
1: I kind of do yeah I mean on the surface that sounds right I remember back in the amazing Spider-Man movie days um, I had an opinion that I'm very glad is now widely held and that is that Andrew Garfield is like great as Spider-Man when he's in the suit. Fuck yeah. I always had a little bit of an issue with him as Peter Parker just because I thought he was a little too cool. Definitely.
2: He's too good looking. He's way too slick. Yeah, for sure.
1: He's definitely a cool guy. Uh, in terms of seeing the three Spider-Man on screen, I, I realized that if that didn't happen and it didn't happen in a big way, this movie would be fucking destroyed. Mm-hmm. People would hate this movie. It would be like review bombed. It would be declared the worst Spider-Man movie ever just if they didn't do that because people wanted it.
3: Even if it was a good movie. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And it really made me think about fan service. This movie has a lot of fan service. And I don't know the answer to this, but I've been thinking about this for the last few days. I'm like, is fan service a good thing? Right? Now, I like this movie a lot. Obviously, it was in my top three. I think it came together really well. I think seeing all the Spider-Man together was good for comedy and it was good for um, the movie itself in terms of, like, Peter Parker growing based on the more experienced Peter Parker's um, history and such. But I could see why someone, and I've been thinking about what Stevie said, <laughs> like Stevie might be, like, kind of annoyed by it because it is really well, the easy, like, route to go. Here, Here's what's alarming for me. and this, Brett,
0: Corey, PK... I guess Mikey to some extent too. This, this isn't a shot at you, which I like this movie too. And, but I just don't have it in my top three. I just think it's a sad state of storytelling and media that simply recalling a real life person off the bench and writing them a giant check for so much money just to be in there carries so much dramatic weight. You know what I mean? It's just like Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield would have done this for X amount of money. No matter what, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's so much more difficult and admirable to create a a story and a character from scratch, which obviously is Spider Man something different. But Brett, you know what I mean? It's just like, it goes back to Luke Skywalker showing up. I I just get frustrated by it. It seems like it's, that seems easy to do and people love it so much.
2: I've heard two different people say it was easy. I I don't think it was easy at all. I think they made it look easy. I mean, this could have been a disaster. You have, what, five or six villains and three Spider-Men, two other sidekicks, uh, four four other sidekicks, another MCU character. I mean, it could have been a disaster. I mean, if it was six hours maybe, but I think it worked perfectly. And I I love the fact that, think about Tobey Maguire's last performance of Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's. They both were disasters, and this is just like a perfect they get to come they get they get their redemption both yeah. in the story and in real life um i just think it was perfect i love the fact that they're old and they're like oh my god my back hurts so bad like i freaking love that
4: i think if you sh- if you had shown like andrew garfield the script he's like yeah i'm all in i get to i get to save mj i get to redeem myself for that for that gwen stacy scene like not that it was a bad scene but like he killed Gwen Stacy in that scene. It's like he gets the he he gets the dramatic high of this movie. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't think money. Toby
2: McGuire is not even really acting much, right? And like Andrew Garfield is like a legit gonna be Oscar nominated like every two or three years from now on. Like that's the space he's in. So I I think them coming back and doing this is is cool and. And I think
4: the thing about the fan service is like Spider-Man is just there's literally a like uh, a Spider-Man meme of of different Spider-Man pointing right. at each other. Like it's just Spider-Man is on a different plane than like if there was a Doctor Strange multiverse movie or something. Like well, that's or,
3: the thing. It's like there is. A, it's like the Spider-Verse is a thing. So it's like it's not totally just fan service to bring in. The two, those, these two, it's like, obviously it is fan service because there's the only two live action Spider-Man. They didn't bring in, like, a Spider-Man that has eight arms, like, in the comics or, like. Ad-
2: admit it, Pappy. You wanted the pig. Yeah. You wanted the pig.
3: I agree. I do, like, I totally see what you're saying, Pappy, and, like, I, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so I love it all, but I totally can see why people would be like, ah, it's a little too much. And that's, I mean, not to say switch gears, but, like, I've heard. I saw a review about the new matrix and I heard that relies way too much on nostalgia, yeah, which was like, I just done in a completely bad, different way. Which is devastating. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: Well, like not, not, not that South Park is the art, like arbitrators of culture or whatever, but they the member berries thing was like six years ago, like six years ago, they were making fun of this trend in Hollywood and we're still replaying it. And Corey, I feel like you're, you're coming a little bit in my direction, but like, the moment Darth Vader first appears on screen in a film, 1977 or whatever, Star Wars, people weren't, like, clapping or jizzing their pants or, like, whooping and hollering. But then the movie lays out and creates one of the greatest movie villains of all time. It's just... Isn't it, like, a little bit... Maybe easy isn't the right word, but isn't it I think it's admirable? Right isn't it more admirable to... I'm going to create a new character or I'm going to present this character in a new way for this audience rather than just like, here's what you know. I know you like it. You're going to love
1: it. Well, it would have been harder, certainly, to say, let's bring in um, metal armor Spider-Man, six arm Spider-Man and the Scarlet Spider instead of these guys. But what right? about that would even, have been like, much harder.
0: even like Dr. Strange's powers are so arbitrary. It's just one of these villains from the universe. that just happens to be the one that we all know. You know what I mean? Like there could be two Doc Ocks or two green goblins even given this logic. Right. But it just works out perfectly.
1: Of course it was decided that this would sell more tickets. Right. And I think when I say easy, I mean that like between us spoiler men, we could have probably written this movie for the most part, at least the general outline of what happens. Like we want to sell the most tickets to this next Spider-Man movie. All three Spider-Man join up and they fight the old villains. Right. And then you get into the specifics but that's that's generally what this movie is right there's other things that are happening on a broader scale of peter parker but that's the big takeaway of this movie
0: and let's talk about that moment where they fight those those villains mikey statue of liberty gets an upgrade here uh, in this last scene with the See, captain Mike, america shield
4: <laughs> reckless endangerment of uh one of our nation's great monuments spider-man i don't know why you would Choose to fight on the Statue yeah. of Liberty.
2: Let's see when they're like working on it.
0: Taxpayers paid for that big copper shield, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, well, it's completely destroyed now. It's...
0: J. Jonah Jameson is pissed at the disrespect for the Liberty. But Mikey, did you I, I think like as much as I just bashed the nostalgia, getting to see Spider Man one, two, and three here even more so in the lab when they're developing the things, like when they're actually working together. Oh, that was mm-hmm. fantastic. It's, yeah, it's good. I mean, it I almost
4: good. want to say that the lab scene is my favorite scene in the I'm, whole movie, even more I'm, than like I'm with the action you. scenes. Awesome. Just because there's so much great dialogue going on between all the Spider-Men. It's really funny.
0: Best Ned laugh when he finds out that he might be a supervillain, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually... I think we should take this a little bit more seriously. Yeah.
3: Uh, you should definitely take it serious.
4: Yeah. it's When they're on the Statue of Liberty, Uh, it's just... I mean, Spider-Man Spider-Man action scenes just really hit different. I, I don't know why everybody loves the way Spider-Man moves. They want to see him swinging around, and when you get three Spider-Man just, like, all clicking, when they finally, together, like... All together? So good. Yeah, all link up, and, like, their spider senses is all working together. It's so cool. Like, I, Spider-Man is just the best.
3: That was a fantastic touch, too, where they started off all confident, and then they were just, like, messing each other up. Andrew Garfield swept Toby in the face, like, and they're all just like, I, like I've, I've never worked with anybody before. Like, I don't know how to do this. And then the, we get the amazing line of, like, oh, I was part of, I don't want to brag, but I was part of the Avengers. Like, and Toby that? McGuire's reaction is phenomenal. The Avengers? That's great. What is
1: that? <laughs> like, oh my God, that was phenomenal.
0: A lot of comedy in the scene, Corey. Did it work for you?
1: Oh, yeah. Marvel movies somehow uh, nail the comedy that I like in movies.
2: You're hard to reach, funny bone.
1: Yes, and I think it's just because I like the movie so much that I'm like already happy. And I was very happy when these three Spider Men were, you know, doing the science together, chatting before the big fight. Like, thank God that wasn't cut. That could have been so easily cut out of this two and a half hour movie.
3: They also chatted during the fight. <laughs> they, like, they took a good amount of time. To stop and talk during the fight.
2: Also, it's nice to remind the crowd that they're all really, really, really smart people. I always got the idea,
1: though, that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was, like, the smartest. Like, he seems to be, like, the one that is actually into the science aspect on a bigger level than the other two.
2: Yeah, I guess, but, I mean, you gotta remember, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was, he was doing that stuff at, like, 15 or 16.
0: Also makes his own jizzwebs. Well, yeah. Not reliant on his body.
3: I mean, despite how old Andrew Garfield looked, he was still in high school in the first movie.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but he was uh, probably an upperclassman.
3: Yeah.
1: They just never really dive into this Tom Holland, Peter Parker as like the super intelligent guy that he is known to be.
2: We saw like the very end of Toby Maguire's high school, and then he immediately went into taking pictures for like $300 a week. So I'm with you. We got to see especially Gwen Stacy was really smart. So when they were together on screen, they were like showing how smart they were. So
4: yeah, I'm with you. That's why I'm so hopeful for this next Spider-Man movie Is Cause like, hopefully it's just Spider-Man in his apartment doing mm-hmm. stuff, making Spider-Man gadgets. Like I want to see that making him no more iron man, spider suit. Just, I was really happy with that last scene of him and like, just a cloth suit.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It was amazing. He-
0: Look, I- I'm not trying to be an asshole, though, but are there actual public, question mark, high schools in Queens where four working class kids have a legitimate shot to get into M.I. fucking T? Like, well. does this whole school get into M.I.T.? What's happening here?
4: Isn't it like a special science school, though? Isn't that like always? It a- is.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a science school.
0: But it's like literally like the number one or two or three ranked university in the world. Consistently. Well, it's definitely the number like,
2: one technical in, uh, university in the world. Probably.
0: And these three public school kids are just like getting in? Again,
2: I, I don't think. know no how public pro- of a school it is. It's for special students, I believe.
1: I think any Marvel movie like this, Pappy, is going to have little things like that that don't make sense. And they I think about them too. One thing I thought about is when everyone does forget Peter Parker is Spider-Man. What happens to all those thousands, millions of videos? Don't
2: think about it. I was—they <laughs> talk about that in pitch meeting. Plus, when I was there, I was like, uh, "Are they gonna?" But I—I I think he just kind of like rewrote. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't technically they just ripped another metaverse? Yeah, I mean,
1: Alex Jones Jameson, all he's got to yeah. do is look at his old YouTube videos, you know, and.
2: What about uh, what's his name? Crash, track his Flash. book, Flash. his book, Flashpoint. He's such a douche. Yeah, he wrote a, he wrote a book. It ceases right, to right.
0: exist. The funds are refunded to everyone who bought that account. Like,
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> what? what Flash jail for too libel. hard it, about it. I,
4: or get sued for Bible? To the libel.
2: two people right. exactly. that watched the movie twice, I'm I, I thinking more of PK because you're like a big Spider-Man. And I thought it was really cool, but I could be wrong. When Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield freak each other out and they attack each other, don't they literally both do the same move? I thought that was kind of a cool touch. Like that's both their reaction to what to do. Yeah,
3: I think so. They they like shoot and do a, like a little flip to the side, yeah. And they both kind of like give each other like a huh,
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I do want to touch on the final fight scene here on the Statue of Liberty shield. The sun's now coming up. This scene looks great. It's a, it's a great like sort of arena for battle, Mikey. Were you enjoying the uh, Tom Holland wanting to basically so kill good. William defoe here.
4: Uh, I think w- William Dafoe is better than Tom Holland in this scene, and Tom Holland is just like throwing haymakers at William Dafoe, and <laughs> he's just like laughing through it all. It's super psychotic Green Goblin shit. It's, it's awesome. like
2: Joker and Batman and yeah. Dark Knight.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of Green Goblin's like biggest powers. It's kind of like Saruman is like. His words. Can trolling, can talk right? some shit. Like he, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's hurting Spider-Man with his words in this game, saying, like, you're responsible for Aunt May's My dad. God, the, the
0: expression of Willem Dafoe's face. Oh, my God, the Green Goblin. So creepy. It's Norman Osborn fantastic. has been
1: banned on
4: Reddit so many times for the trolling he I have he does. an alt
0: account, Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do like how it's kind of like a... I don't know if it was a throwback to the first Green Goblin versus Spider-Man fight in... Spider-Man 1 but like I like how it's stripped down like hand to hand combat this like kind of more more boots on the ground and cuz that's what I loved about I, I I don't know I like Willem Dafoe's performance in this scene more but I think I liked the fight scene in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man at the end better just just the action itself I think and that setting inside that like broken down whatever I think was really cool but yeah man Willem Dafoe you can't say enough about this this guy and his performance.
1: I think both Spider-Man have a similar uh, methodology of beating him, which is um, you know when they start like getting enraged and fighting. When both Spider-Man get the upper hand in the fight, they take out mm-hmm. his legs, they pin him, they like you know web his feet to the ground, and then that's when they start doing well. Uh, I just thought that was like an interesting touch, like they both like kind of started to come up in the fight a similar way just using that they also
0: catch him monologuing too. (laughs) it's a big downfall of his character
3: i do like how we touched on the whole andrew garfield saving mj and getting that redemption i do like how we got kind of like another side of that with toby Maguire saving uh norman osborne and jumping in front and grabbing the glider i thought that was really cool even though he stabbed him in the back anyways
1: (laughs) what'd you guys think you think there were considering like should we kill him or not and they probably shot like two different endings i was kind of thinking about that i I thought he was gonna die i
4: thought
2: he was gonna die and then yeah for sure
1: no one's ever really gone it just seemed like a like he's his guard is down and if he's stabbed from that position it would probably be like you know a a mortal i had a
3: theory like way before going into it like that something like this like that would happen he would die and he would be the one to say, with great power comes great responsibility to Tom Holland. But mm. I like the way it played out.
1: Oh. Maybe they didn't want to mimic Spider-Verse yeah, that's too true. much. Yeah, that's true.
0: Oh, yeah. We started with our Spider-Man ranking, so we'll get into our yes or no, and I'll also attempt to read Stevie's thoughts. But any final thoughts before we get to, the, get to that part of the podcast?
1: Have you guys been watching Hawkeye? No. Yes. No. Just finished it to there's definitely uh, connections to Hawkeye in this. Uh, one of them is something called Rogers the Musical which you see many <laughs> banners for in this movie. It's a Avengers uh, New York you know attack from you know from the first Avengers movie that was turned into a musical and went on Broadway. It's called Rogers the Musical. Um, but you see those billboards in this movie and then you get to actually see that play in Hawkeye. But another connection that I noticed and I was very proud of myself for noticing this, So the same day that an episode of Hawkeye dropped, this movie came out. And in that episode of Hawkeye, um, I think it's Yelena says something about the new and improved Statue of Liberty. Yep. And it's just mentioned once and that's it. And then later that night, I go see this movie. I honestly thought that in real life that the Statue of Liberty was refurbished or something. But we get to see in this movie what that means. And I thought that was just a very nice touch considering they came out the same day and that line was said earlier. I mean, it's yeah, just what great. do they
4: do? They give uh, lady Liberty a gun or something what is it
1: <laughs> because of, a magnum. That would be more American <laughs> than the shield. We've
0: seen similar things with like the, um, the Mandalorian revealing the healing powers on the same day that Ray's healing powers come out in the star Wars. I mean, that, that is, you got to tip your cap to the producing there. Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy, um, kind of on that same note my only final thought I don't really want to rehash this too much but again you watch the first Star Wars it creates this whole universe out of whole cloth like that you have so many questions about like in all reality to really get uh, Spider-Man No Way Home how many movies do you have to watch and TV shows to like really appreciate everything seven movies i'd say just five you don't think you need any avengers movies
1: uh I...
4: no not for not for this yeah i don't think I it... would, unless you want to know who doctor strange is i guess
1: this question can be asked of any marvel yeah. movie but but, this getting, so no, this but it's getting no but it's getting
0: exponentially worse
1: right like it's but not the like,
2: further it goes along it's gonna get hey, worse if you
4: haven't kept up by now like i don't I'm think saying. you're really interested in spider-verse
0: don't we have to ask the question of this media at some point? It's like, how much am I expected to watch to be able to like get a story? You know You're always mean? watching
4: like, stuff. You just rotate it in. You're always watching stuff.
1: I love it all, so... So, setting aside that this question can be also be applied to something like Infinity War or Endgame or any of the other greats, Pappy, um, at least a few. Why? What are you driving I mean, all at? All I'm saying is that, like, yeah, it's like, to
0: feel the feeling of andrew garfield coming back you have to watch two pretty shitty spider-man movies and then you have to watch three toby Maguire movies and then two more tom holland movies and probably some avengers movies and maybe also dr strange to even understand like what this person's doing i'm I'm just saying that like if you were born in 2014 15 16 or whatever and like you're now this is going to be your formative experience of walking into a movie theater and seeing your first Spider-Man movie you're not going to know what the fuck's going on or who all these people are the the movie's like you got to figure that out on your own you got to buy our other products to get that (laughs)
2: can I interject a little bit I I know exactly what you're talking about but like we were in there and Brittany and I were definitely the two oldest people in in our theater a lot of high school and below
3: when did you go see it Brett because I saw it in Fort Wayne
2: Thursday night 8 o'clock where at? Where do we see Coldwater? Oh uh, yeah, I went
3: Friday at Jefferson Point IMAX.
2: See so the <laughs> seats at Coldwater are the recliners, so they're way better. Nah, I would prefer IMAX over the over the comfy seats. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're tall and thin. So um, back to what i was saying. Uh, if I can remember, uh, so everyone there knew who Matt Murdock was. So not only are you talking about seven movies, you're talking about this is a Netflix show that's only like very mildly related to the MCU. I mean, obviously it's in the MCU, but...
4: Canceled Netflix show.
2: Like, and I've never seen an episode of Daredevil in my life, and I knew who he was. So I just think you pick up on things you don't have to watch. I don't know.
1: It's more of a pop culture awareness. For me, I... I like that multi
4: multimedia type stuff like video game video games do that like all the time like oh there's like a book to read or something that also was based on the book or like there's art books and stuff like that I like looking at that kind of stuff it's very cool to me so it's like it's just extended to just this giant Marvel universe
2: Pappy are you worried that I
4: I can't complain about it because I'm always keeping up with these movies anyways
2: are you worried it's like becoming like a situate what's that terrible movie we watched? With the three graphic novels that you needed to watch.
0: Oh, oh
2: uh Are you worried it's like <laughs> becoming like that or? But those are I mean, no, I mean, mediums like, of entertainment that people aren't going to go see. I mean, like you either want to go see an MCU movie or you don't, and the people that want to go, this movie's for them. Yeah.
0: No. And listen, MCU has the biggest fan base in media in film. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that, and that's. This this Spider Man movie might single handedly save this whole season of box office returns for oh for movie yeah. theaters and everything. And like when I was in the movie theater, I, I hadn't seen a line in that in a long time. And maybe part of it was due to like staffing shortages too, but just people coming in to see Spider Man on like four different screens. I I mean, there's a lot to be said about Spider Man. My only concern is is as I said it's really like if I was the CEO or the, what's her name? Amy Pascal <laughs> or Kevin Feige or whatever, who owns this property. At some point you got to be like, is a kid who's born in the 20 teens going to be like, no, I don't want to fucking watch Iron Man. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I don't want to have to watch. I, I don't know. I mean, like, like it, then there is something to be said about like walking into Spider-Verse and being like, okay, here's the characters, here's the story, here's the rules of the universe all contained here. I, I don't know. It's... I don't think it's inherently bad or inherently good, but like I mean, I think there is something like better about telling a story from start to finish. You know, it's more impressive. I mean, my
2: nephew's eleven, and like my brother's been looking forward. They've like kind of watching together and stuff. So I don't know. I think this is going to be a thing for a long time. And I like
4: yeah. I just I just can't complain because Marvel is the only one doing it this well. Like, oh yeah. DC is trying. Right. They're not doing it. And nobody and it else. It was
0: easy is, to do. Everyone would do it. Literally. Yeah.
4: And they try. Uh, it's so, just so impressive to me. It's like I want to stay kept up. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna watch Hawkeye. I don't think I'm that deep into it. But you It's good. I enjoy all of the movies, and I, I'm gonna watch anything Spider-Man related, even if he's in it for five seconds.
0: There's a reason that the Dark Universe only exists on T-shirts today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Abby, you,
2: you once. Oh, I got to You once said to me. About that. <laughs> You once, when I told you, you know that I've only seen the first Toy Story movie, and you said I'm so jealous of you because you get to watch all these movies for the first time and experience it. Like that's kind of how I'm going to be with a kid who gets to watch the 48 MCU in 4K? movies in eight, in right. 8K. In like I'm going to be like so freaking jealous that they get to go through that. Especially when they're going to be watching and be like, ugh, phase one kind of sucks. Then like phase two, like, oh my god, this is amazing. And phase three. And phase four, which is probably a billion times better than we thought it was going to be. And we've talked about that before. Like, they're absolutely killing it with their TV shows. And Shang-Chi and Spider-Man have both been awesome. Like, I don't think anyone, I think everyone kind of thought it was going to die after phase three. The Eternals. I haven't seen that yet, but I know some people liked it, some people didn't, but... Skip it. No, I'm not gonna skip it, but I, I know what you sucks. mean. But I'm not gonna skip it because I don't. I want to watch them all. But I'm just saying, it is it is the like Star Wars of like our generation, like the way it was, and from '77 or whatever to '83. So I don't know. I mean, I, I I know exactly what you're saying, but well, I don't want anyone to feel
0: bad if like you know, literally those two moments of the Spider Man coming through the portal, coming through the portal, made the movie for them. But I, I just think it's like at this point. These are conversations that a platform like this should be having, right? It's like, okay, this has kind of become a pattern in media that's been called out by other forms of media for over half a decade now. Like, What's going to happen when we run out of things to reference? And maybe maybe we never will. (laughs) Maybe we'll just reference the references. Would
2: it have been okay if they were two Spider-Men that we haven't met before? I
0: think... It would have been more interesting if you had at least one other Spider-Man who we hadn't met before. Yeah,
4: I was disappointed there was no Miles. I would have gone nuts for Miles.
3: I would have rather than like introduce Miles, like Peter meets him outside of like something, and not have him show up as Spider-Man. It, just to like, just to introduce. Well, he that's that's Miles's uncle.
2: They had a nice little a nice little cap nod, a little nod to Miles Morales. When J.D. Fox said, I, I hope there's a black Spider-Man scene. yeah, I mean, that was really cool.
0: Or even if you just see misdirected at the beginning and it's like a Doc Ock shows up, but it's not Alfred Molina. And then the Alfred Molina Doc Ock shows up. Now, obviously, it's going to be hard to like keep under wraps, but it just seems so like convenient from a storytelling perspective. that Like, oh, everyone you know, they're back for this movie, which I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I if I was
4: going to but... swap one villain out, I guess I could have gone for like a totally brand new Doc Ock, because Doc Ock is kind of nerfed in this movie. He's kind of just tangled up in his own arms, thanks to Peter's Yeah, but
2: he kills it suit. at first, though, but yeah, I know what you mean.
4: Yeah, so he's like, I don't need Alfred Molina to do that, because I think Goblin is really stealing the show in terms of the villains, and he's from the Toby universe, so I don't need another Toby guy in there, exactly, I guess.
0: Does anyone really care, though, to see the lizard?
2: But he was funny, though. He had a couple really funny lines, in my opinion. Like, he doubled down on the lizard stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's get into yes or no's here. Uh, I'll go first. Then we'll go to Corey. Then I'll read Stevie's. Um, a definite yes. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I'm a little annoyed still by the nostalgia porn that seems to like seep in to these kind of things. I, I think it's a little bit bloated, but I love this trilogy. I, I think You know, I think Ned is a great character, has a lot of big laughs. I think Zendaya, best MJ. I I think she's amazing between this and Dune, like what I've seen from her recently. I think she's like a top actress in the world, obviously. But definite, yes, not super high on my personal Spider-Man rankings, to be honest. But I I I think that what it did deliver, this could have been a shit show. Like Brett said, this could have been a lot worse. And it's a very watchable digestible fun time with the character who's now surpassed James Bond as like the number one, like individual movie character of all time, which, which says a lot about the character of Spider-Man. So I like Spider-Man. I like watching Spider-Man movies. This is better than Spider-Man three. I guess Spider-Man three. Yes. I'll give this a yes as well.
1: Corey, I forgive you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is Corey. I'm going to give this movie a yes. Uh, I like it a lot. Green Goblin in a purple hoodie, man. That's a sight to behold. That gets my dick hard. (laughs) So many things that I like that this movie gave me. And the thing is, Pappy, and maybe you are not this way, and maybe Stevie's not this way, but at the end of the day, I'm a fanboy first, ultimately. Like Mm -hmm. Just like the way I grew up and the kind of media that I liked, not being a sports guy, being more of like a comic and video game to a lesser degree kind of kid just being a nerd you know i am a fanboy and this is a movie uh, for fanboys but it also is for um not just the old generation like me but you know the newer ones as well and it gives fan service and like i said earlier I've st- i'm still working out in my head like if fan service is a good thing i'm gonna like be sitting with this for a few days maybe i'll like write a thesis or something on it but like whether or not that it gave us that as good or bad, I did like it. Um, it gave me what I expected in that. And then something even more. And we got all the dramatic pulls that I think a movie like this needs. And I think it's a good ending to this Spider-Man trilogy. Um, there's a lot of good things to say about it. I'm just happy about it. So I'll leave it at that
0: potential big movie debate topic is fan service good maybe that'll help make up your mind
1: oh i like that
0: this is so stevie uh is still recovering from his bacterial infection this is the christmas season we're recording this um it's a it's a a rant so forgive my pap reading here but this is stevie now talking (laughs) if the phrase waking up on third base and thought they'd hit a triple was a movie it would be Spider-Man's latest entry, No Way Home. As an avid fan of HBO's Smash hit Succession, this movie is what it would be like if Logan Roy made all three kids CEO and hugged them in a tear-filled apology, telling them how proud he was to be their father. I
1: have no idea what he's talking about so far, but <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> For
0: this that for those that don't understand that reference, what well, I'm trying to say is that this is the spider-man movie that has no balls this is a spider-man movie that has a serious contempt for its audience this is a spider-man movie that is so incredibly lazy they even put in a line put a line in the movie to tell you how lazy they are the multiverse is something we know little about that's the line that's lazy he's saying which is nothing more than the writer saying it doesn't have to make any sense Enjoy these other two superior Spider-Men. I was shocked that the movie opens on the news real bullshit. As I said before, this movie thinks you're nothing more than a mouth breather who has never had a creative thought in your life. Please let us ask the question. Unfortunately, we're never given that opportunity. Just constant information dumps and we learn nothing along with our Peter. Type a movies that are not fun to watch. If I, I don't know what he meant by that. If I can guess that my initial response is going to happen each time, we have problems. Good, good movies will say, it's not A, but B. Great movies will say, it's not A, it's not B, but C. And here's why Stevie says, everyone in the audience knew the hot Aunt May would die. Everyone knew Willem Dafoe and Jamie Foxx would be problems. Everyone knew neither MJ nor Ned would have a hair on their head touched. Ballas, incredibly type A. I remember when Spider-Man was holding his dying uncle in the streets. I remember when Spider-Man told his Aunt May why she lost her best friend and husband. I remember when Spider-Man couldn't save the life of his love, the love of his life from snapping her neck on concrete. This movie to me, this movie needed to be the movie where we finally break we finally break in break Peter in his own story, not Tony Stark dying. Aunt May did not break Peter. Uh, we had two movies before of this. Stand there and be hot. So it was incredibly rushed and clear. We had we need either Ned or MJ to be changing, challenging him on his decisions. Those are what best friends are. And when shit hits the fan, there's a rift in their relationship. Not lackeys for comic relief who never question Peter or truly care about the devastation he creates. Boo hoo! I can't get an MIT. A real Peter would have ran from his friends and loved the ones for their well-being. And loved ones from their well-being, not gone to a wizard to fix his problems. But like I said, this movie is later. Like I said, this movie is lazy. Lastly, the reveal of the other two Peters, whoever handled that, should never work in film again. This movie isn't completely void of good. Defoe, Molina, Zendaya can truly act. Andrew Garfield was always the best Spider-Man. I've been saying it for years. The three Spider-Man is fun when Tom Holland isn't taking talking isn't taking from Toby's previous efforts. Fuck off with that. Tom Holland. Peter is all of a sudden a fun killer. Before I go, there's a lot of other Spider-Man films to enjoy. A plethora of MCU films that are far superior than the soulless cash grab. If it it took 21 movies to pull off cap lifting Thor's hammer, it only took 150 minutes of this to completely sever me from watching anything not called Thor or Guardians again. Thank God. When Peter does nothing but win, the is lose. The, when Peter does nothing but win, the audience is, loses. This he lost. No he lost so <laughs> bad. The he lost, lost everything. And let me shake this flu. That was right, so I, much. I, I hated every freaking
2: second of that. Thank God I will have to hear him talk oh, about brother, other MCU. This guy stinks. Thank you, Mikey.
0: Please reply wait, for a while. My tongue wait, is so tired. All right, let <laughs> me let me say God, something real
3: know. quick. Mm. Stevie, I love you, but. Stevie's also giving me a lot of shit for giving, like, everything a yes. How? I want to know how his rating scale works. If he gave that movie a 7 <laughs> out of 10, but talked that much shit, I don't see how this works.
0: Spicy P.K., I, I like, a like it. it. Yeah, if, to if, say
3: you're gonna say, if you're going to say that much shit and give it a 7... I don't trust your, your judgment. God, I hated
1: that. I, man, I hated that
2: so much. But I love so you, Stevie. Much. I'll do respect. I love you too, Stevie. I hope you feel better. So
1: Stevie's Spider-Man movie wouldn't be this one. It would be The Last Jedi. Think about that. Everyone loses. So what Stevie wants to do <laughs> is <laughs> change... Uh, I, I don't want to say subvert expectations because that's too easy, right? That's just a meme. That doesn't really mean anything anymore. But Stevie wants to turn everything on its head and eliminate the fan service. He loves chaos. Which would be a harder movie to make. I agree it would ha- it would take more balls to do that. But like I said earlier, one, people don't want that. And two, if people got it, they would be very upset about it. And then we definitely wouldn't get one like that. You know, there is room to have a non-fan service, unique Spider-Man story in the future because of this movie, right? That's where this movie leaves us, where some there's a lot of ways that the Spider-Man story can kind of go from here. Um, But I do think it's funny that I I don't remember. Stevie hates the last Jedi, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It it just seems like he wanted this movie to be the last Jedi of Spider-Man movies, but this was the force awakens of Spider-Man movies really quick. What
0: about What is, what about his point in terms of, uh, Ned and Zendaya never like, pushing back or like the relationship oh, I'm seems very straightforward
3: i definitely agree with some of the stevie's points my point was I, more it's like how the fuck did he give it a seven but yeah like i think i think kind of like what stevie was saying like yeah like i and this kind of leads to where i was saying like maybe you should take that whole ned supervillain thing more seriously because there's a potential that could happen and this is like it's all like you know how i was saying this whole trilogy was like his origin story Obviously they're trying to make money but it's like maybe it's going to take a couple more movies for it to build up into something where Zendaya and Ned now that they don't know him are going to it's going to cause a lot more drama but it's just like I understand where he's coming from but how, it's just like how often I don't know. are they on screen together it how often are me. the
2: two on screen with Peter in this movie 12, 12 minutes but a few times at least I mean when did they have time that sounds about right. when did they have time to question him they didn't like his plan To go with Electro, but like, what are they going to do about it? And then they're barely on screen together again. I, I I don't. Peter does get pushback,
1: but it's from Aunt May, so it's just done from a different character, right? True. The thing that he wants to do initially in this movie, send everyone back. Aunt May teaches him a lesson in that, that uh, is ultimately learned in a hard way, I think. But honestly, Ned and MJ are relegated to comic relief. Now, could they do more with that? Definitely. Sure. Did they do okay with what we got? I think so. I thought, yeah. you know, their bit of levity in the movie was fun and funny and
2: stuff, but I, I, yeah, I wouldn't hate seeing them be expanded on. They just on. didn't have major roles. They had to, I mean, yeah, you could complain about that, but they had to take a side, I mean, they had to step aside. There was way, it was a was lot going on. This was also the first I mean,
3: movie yeah. with Tom Holland that he's, we've seen, besides Tony, like Tony Stark, but he'd only known Tony Stark for a couple of years. It's like, we see him experience his first true like loss on screen like his aunt may and it's like of course his friends aren't gonna be like being assholes and going up against everything he's trying to do it's like they're gonna be there for their best friend slash her boyfriend when he loses somebody that close to him
4: this mcu spider-man he was shoved into civil war already as an established spider or something so we like we didn't get the whole og or or origin story of this spider-man or whatever for a while and it's like it's nice that they he goes through all of that this whole trilogy was that origin story and then it's rebooted at the end for so now he can have his own unique it's like a whole fresh new spider-man almost it's just we get the same characters Everything. Like, we like we get all of the stuff that we like from this MCU Spider-Man, except now he's a real... He's our... He's a real original Spider-Man in his own right. He's not, like, connected to Iron Man hey, what or what's
2: Stevie...
3: I'm and right. do I see how that can make some people frustrated? Yeah, but I don't well, mind. I it. Mean,
2: but first of all, he, I mean, not like I care that much, but, like, Stevie just came out like, insulted people who like this movie. I mean, mouth breathers and pretty much saying you're an idiot. Second of all, acting like... He, Peter didn't lose anything. I mean, he could say he he,
3: lose every, he loses. Yeah, you everything. could say he
2: lost more than any Marvel character in any movie we've seen so far. I mean, right up there, he loses his whole life except for fact
3: And the fact that he takes, he finally t- like like he takes what Aunt May told him and puts it to practice and takes it to heart, and you know this great responsibility. He goes in there to tell MJ who he is again, and then he sees how normal their lives are not knowing he's spider-man and who he is and then he takes that great power and uses the great responsibility is like you know what i'm gonna take this coffee and it's this isn't the right time like if it it might not ever be the right time for him but it's just like he knows he's doing the bigger thing by letting them be themselves and not know him because he knows that's better for them or at least it'll be safer for them
0: a true points. All I, I'm excited where we leave the Spider-Man too. I prefer a little bit older Spider-Man when he's like trying to yeah, have his first job and make money and pay rent. I'm a little bit more interested in the character at that point in his life than in high school. That before.
3: apartment at the end looked very similar to Tony yeah, apartment. Dude, I really kind wanted the of? Russian
0: yeah. guy to come in and ask him for it was that.
4: Girls, it was dude, it was, cookies. It was like right out of the PS4 game where he gets yeah. evicted from his apartment.
0: But Brett, you had some spicy rebuttals to Stevie. What what is your yes? I'll just or no? make
2: it quick. Um yeah, this was I think this movie was awesome. It I think it could have been a disaster. I think it was uh I think it worked on every level for me. I mean, I love the redemption of the two former Spider Mans coming back. I love their interaction. Thought they lit up the screen. Uh Zendaya's awesome. Ned's hilarious. Um I'm just just pumped. I just think it was amazing. It's the hardest of yeses for me,
0: Mikey.
4: Uh, yeah, it's a hard yes. Um, I don't think it's my favorite standalone Spider-Man film, but it makes it. Th- it's crazy how it makes the other mm-hmm. two Spider-Man franchises better. Uh, just because we get closure with those characters, it's. I don't know. I've just like never seen anything like that. That's just like, such a hard thing to pull off, and they did it so well. And then they also rebooted this MCU Spider-Man to be something that we originally wanted i guess i I know a lot of people weren't so happy with spider-man just being all tony stark suits and stuff right off the beginning and not having his own like origin story but now we get that as well it's like really amazing how they pulled all of that stuff off and then willem dafoe amazing steals the show andrew garfield hilarious steals the show as spider-man uh, and I always have wanted to see Spider-Man interacting with each other on screen. And they asked all the right questions. They were saying all of the right quips, doing all of the Spider-Man jokes that I wanted to see. It was just really great. The only thing I didn't get was the animated series guitar solo somewhere <laughs> in, in, in this movie. I thought that would have been amazing if they somehow shoved that that theme song in. because It's amazing. But yeah, it's a hard yes. I'm more excited for the next movie I think the next Spider-Man movie is going to be better than this movie. So just cause it's going to be going to be different. Uh, uh, the Spider-Man we want. Yeah.
0: Last but not least, I won't forget about you at the end of the episode, superhero correspondent, Spider-Man aficionado and Superfan. PK. What do you give the latest Spider-Man movie? No way home.
3: Uh, first off, thanks for having me back. It's been a while. It's always good to talk to you guys. Um, yes. This is, I think, kind of like what Brett said at the beginning, this is one of my, the best, like, personal theater experiences I've ever had. Like, I think Endgame and Mm -hmm. Infinity War, like, like, overall theater experience was better because I was, the crowds were, and the energy was unreal, but like, for me personally, like, seeing Andrew Garfield pop up and get his redemption and, like, seeing him save MJ, that made my heart so fucking happy and, like, I, we, we skipped over it but my favorite scene of this entire movie was kind of like Mike said it check, checked all the right boxes like it it was the scene where they the two Spider-Men the two older Spider-Men first meet Tom Holland and they're talking to him about who they've lost yeah. and how Andrew Garfield says he like stopped pulling his punches and he got angry and bitter and then they talk about like Tom Holland says the great power and Tobey Maguire finishes with, with great responsibility, dude. I literally had a tear like flowing down my face that whole scene. It was it was literally like it's exactly what I wanted from this movie. It was a lot of nostalgia, but I think they pulled it off so well. I, I was worried about them bringing them in and it being too packed, like past you know Spider-Man three and Amazing Spider-Man two. But they keep Marvel keeps shoving shit down our throats and making it work i don't i don't they keep doing more and somehow making it work for me at least i'm sorry you didn't enjoy it stevie i'm not coming at you i just don't understand your your rating (laughs) and your review but uh 100 yes for me i'll be thinking about this for a long time i'm gonna go see it probably two more times and uh yeah thanks
2: for having me you should
4: see what he gives a six out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, Pabby, can I do one more final thought? Okay, yes. so I was thinking about it when PK was going there. Like, we're talking about nostalgia and all and stuff like that and how – I don't want to keep harping back on this. This is unrelated to kind of what you're saying, but about how it's easy. I think we have enough evidence to show that putting nostalgia in a movie is not that easy I think outside of uh, what Corey said, uh, what was the what was seven Star Wars seven?
1: Force Besides Awakens. the Force
2: Awakens, Awakens, I think Star Wars has been trying to do nostalgia for the last six of the last seven movies, and they failed miserably. People
0: love the Book of Bubba Fat that's coming out. People I think they're failing. The I think they're trying so hard, up.
2: and they're failing pretty miserably. Like they did it pretty well. And why am I drawing a blank? You just told me what it was called.
1: Force Awakens.
2: <laughs> First awake it's you. Like the that was they did pretty well with that, but I think the rest of the thing is I think they're failing, and I think people fail maybe more often than not, and I think this one worked so yeah. well I mean, compared to what we've if seen. If the fan
4: service is written good, like this is really well written and wraps up a lot of things for all three iterations of this Spider-Man, it's like how how are you going to be angry at this fan service? It does. I don't know. It's just so good. It does what you wanted it to do and more.
2: I mean, I guess fast and furious is decent at the fan service in the, in nostalgia, but like they're only pulling what,
3: this. Sorry, Corey, but don't er, Brett and Corey, but don't bring fast and
1: furious. I'm in not here. like,
2: I'm not like <laughs> that. I'm like, I'm in the middle on that. But anyway, so that, that was my final thought. Like, I think people fail all the time trying to do that. Especially with these reboots, like a lot of reboot movies and TV shows that aren't really doing very well. Uh, They come back and they're like, oh, wait, we missed, we're 25 25 years late. They just assume people are going to pick it up, but this, I mean. That's a
4: good point. A lot of people want to shit on nostalgia stuff, but like it has not been done very well in so many things that we've seen.
1: There's a lot I have to say regarding Star Wars on this, but I want you guys to know. That now, and in other conversations, I am going to hold off for time's sake. (laughs) So, I have a lot to say about what you said, Brett. But, maybe next time. Disagree with me? I'm sorry. Next time, baby.
2: I I didn't, you know, I didn't form my thoughts that well. It came to me when he was talking, so, I guess I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I'm kind of pulling by what uh, Pappy said earlier about, like, the Luke thing was kind of a disaster in the movie. And, kind of, like, it's like a, a meme, like... Uh, on the Mandalorian and stuff like that so I, I don't know I, I mean I guess they killed it with the uh, Chewbacca and the Han Solo in, in 7 but I don't know I feel like they've been kind of failing I, I think Rogue One was like a big attempt at nostalgia slash to fix a plot hole Yeah. And besides the Darth Vader at the end I thought which I, I still I watch all the time I think it's like the most I hate it I hate so it
1: so much. So there's an example of what you're saying, Brad. It's so the terrible. <laughs> I, I'm
2: sure it's terrible. I just think like,
1: it looks cool. I get it. it, it well, I love it. I love it personally for a lot of reasons.
2: I think it looks amazing. Like I think the 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 red... Wah, wah, the light going off in the red is like... I, the first time I watched it, like almost pure fear. And you're seeing dark and then you hear the breathing and the... Yeah, so...
3: Yeah, Spider-Man. Sorry,
2: Corey. I didn't mean to get you riled up. No, I'm not. I just... I, sometimes pe- I think people
1: listen and you guys are talking about Star Wars and I don't say anything. I usually don't because it'll become just a Star Wars conversation <laughs> like from there on out. We can do that if you want. No, you we, don't want we don't want that. We don't want that. Do I like it versus is it good? Right? So yeah, I do like you love a lot of the fan service stuff in Star Wars. But yeah. a lot of the fans also like the fan service stuff in Star Wars. Um, short, I'll go. I'll be short then. I think it has to do with like I like this thing already, right? So give me the thing that I like I, I and then get I'm that okay 1000%
2: with 1000%. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. As
1: opposed to take what I like and do something different with it. That's not what I like. You gave me the wrong thing. That's the last Jedi in my opinion, right? That's the that's the viewpoint on it, right? That's not what the thing I like is. You changed it. Anyway, um, I can expand on that another time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think just to put a bow on this i think john watts you know we've reviewed his spider-man trilogy we've done all three all three with pk superhero at pk we've been doing this podcast my first, for that host, long.
3: my first episode hosting was far from home
0: and great episode by the way go back and check that out but it's it's you know he had a tough tightrope to walk between the mcu obligations and then the mess like contractually with with sony which i'm sure he probably had to have contingency plans of like where is this character going to go based on what rights do we have and i i think that he's deserving of this overwhelmingly positive review i do just caution a little bit of I, I like what I like, you know, Corey said he likes Star Wars, he wants more Star Wars and things he like. I like good new stories. I like being taken to a new place, meeting new people, <laughs> get, learning new okay, things.
2: Fucking That's how I like to is, spend my
0: experience. Check out Pappy's latest film, The Last Duel. <laughs> it is right. a
2: new story, Pappy, it's just with the same characters.
0: We only live so long on this earth, I don't know how many times I need to see Luke Skywalker show up.
3: John Watts is directing the Fantastic Four movie, so hopefully you'll get what you want out of that.
0: I well yeah, listen. I, I got what I wanted out of this podcast, but we went way uh, long. I know. Apologies. Apologies to Brett. I literally said right before this won't go an hour yeah, and nine, I an I hour 30 minutes. I promise. I definitely can in this though. So <laughs> listen, super super quick trivia. This means no thinking, power through. You just got to say a thing, first thing that comes Jar-jar. to your head. This is from Title Max. This is superheroes ranked by their box office rankings. I'm taking Spider-Man and Iron Man off the table. Whoever <sighs> says the Superman who's made the most money wins. Powering through this. Corey, Mikey, Brett, PK will be the order. The winner will get to toss the spoiler, man. <sighs> oh, damn it. Corey. Batman. Damn Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh Aquaman. <laughs> Brett.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you take off?
0: Batman, Aquaman. Who did you take table. off? Spider Man and Spider Man and Iron Man Captain America PK
3: Ben Affleck's Daredevil
0: Great Guess The top 10 are Iron Man, Spider Man Captain America Thor Hulk oh, Black, Brett, Panther, nice. oh, Batman, Black Panther Then Batman Guardians of the Galaxy wow. Doctor Strange Ant Man Wolverine Captain Marvel Then 13 Aquaman Brett You are a was Spider Man for sure. Wrap up this episode for us, buddy. We went late on you. I apologize. Tell Brittany and Sushi. I'm sorry. No, I'll tell
2: them. So, yeah, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, You know, uh, so let's take it away. Spoiler Man. (laughs) Woo! Love it. Spider Man.
0: (laughs) Special thank you to our patrons Matt Troll. Brother
2: Brian, Druid King, Nick, the Meg, David, Nurse Stacy,
0: Brother Ellis. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com/slash spoilers podcast.
4: Uh-oh. Is this the end of Spidey?
3: No web fans, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stops the spoiler.
2: Or does he? Spider-Man, where are you coming from? Spider-Man, nobody knows who
0: you are! That was spoilers.